eMarketer predicts decline in U.S. Snapchat users. It's Monday, April 15th, 2019. That's what's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 359 of Brave Ad World. New consumers. New media. New strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 359 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week, or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wickert, and It's probably going to be a pretty short episode this week. There wasn't a whole lot going on. A lot of developments on other bigger stories that uh, the podcast has been following, which I'll get to in the news quick hits. But I did want to talk this week about our first and only story, the decline in U.S. Snapchat users. So eMarketer, they've updated their user growth outlook for Snapchat. And the news, it's not good, at least if you're with Snapchat. It's now predicting that for the first time, Snapchat will lose monthly U.S. users in 2019 and is expected to flatten out in 2020. So a decline of 2.8% from 2018's number, that's what's predicted, which would bring the expected total U.S. users down to 77.5 million monthly users. eMarketer attributes its more uh, pessimistic forecast to continued backlash from Snapchat's much-hated app redesign that it launched in late 2017. Now, Snapchat has since backtracked on most of the changes implemented in that redesign, but it's had a difficult time recovering thanks to a much more competitive environment from the likes of Instagram and its parent company, Facebook. Instagram, they're expected to benefit from the decline in users by growing 6.8% from 2018 to reach 106.7 million monthly U.S. users. The updated prediction from eMarketer It's not much of a surprise. After all, growth has been flat for Snapchat during its latest earnings report, and we're going to have to see if eMarketer's prediction is confirmed in the next report. That being said, Snap clearly sees issues in its user numbers, and last week, it aimed to overcome some of those challenges by launching an audience network that we talked about here on the podcast to allow advertisers to buy ads through Snapchat across a network of mobile apps. So this makes Snap much less reliant on Snapchat user numbers and possibly more attractive to marketers looking to achieve some scale in their ad buys. The the prediction, however, from eMarketer, it also underscores the, the fact that Snap has a lot of work to do in hopes to reclaim the high ground on user numbers. And one big step in doing that is getting its Android app in better shape. It's been a notoriously poor experience and something that Snap CEO Evan Spiegel says the company plans to correct this year. So a lot of developments going on with Snapchat. Will they survive? Won't they survive? We were having these conversations about Twitter and even Facebook when they first launched. So it's very early days for Snap, for and for Snapchat specifically. So I think it's just going to be one to watch and to see how they evolve, how they pivot, and to see how some of the announcements, such as the audience network, impact Snapchat's revenue potential. All right, that is it for the week's main story. So now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits. There are a lot of them. 
where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that didn't get discussed earlier. So first up, the UK government, they're planning an industry-funded tech company regulator that would be responsible for overseeing the management of harmful content on social platforms and imposing fines on companies that fail to properly to fail to properly stem the spread of such content on their platforms. The UK is following Australia and the EU in rolling out such regulation. The regulations are not being welcomed by everyone as pro-market research groups have criticized them for holding back innovation. Amazon, they have signed an agreement with health providers under HIPAA that would allow Amazon Echo users to book medical appointments, access hospital post-discharge instructions, check prescription statuses, and complete their health-related tasks through their Echo devices. Amazon is working on an A- L-E-X-A, powered set of wireless earbuds to compete with Apple's AirPods. The products will look similar to AirPods, but but are hoping to offer better audio quality and A-L-E-X-A support. Amazon has not successfully entered the mobile mobile phone market with its Echo A-L-E-X-A voice software. It's been proven to be incredibly popular. So this hardware, it would allow Amazon to build on its equity in that voice technology to enter the mobile market. I'd hate to set off any of those devices for you. Pinterest is going to offer a price range below its latest private market valuation of $12 billion. It's going to offer a price range of $15 to $17 per share for its IPO which values the company at $11.3 billion. The move appears to be a response to Lyft, which they went public last month with a lot of enthusiasm, but saw its share price fall in its second day of trading. Apple Music has surpassed Spotify as the leading streaming service by reaching 28 million paid U.S. subscribers. Spotify has 26 million. The milestone is especially noteworthy given the head start Spotify had over Apple Music, and it shows just how formidable Apple's recently announced video streaming and new subscription services may be. Twitter is taking big action to limit spammers and bots. Now users can follow a maximum of 400 accounts per day. Previously, the limit was 1,000, and those spammers and bots were taking advantage of that. YouTube has launched a new interactive programming and live specials unit that will be in charge of developing choose-your-own-adventure-style shows. YouTube follows Netflix in developing a pretty robust tech solution that lets users participate in in how such content unfolds. Netflix, they launched Black Mirror, Bandersnatch last December as a fully interactive show. YouTube has tried interactive ads, but an interactive show brings a greater level of complexity, and this group is meant to figure it out. Facebook is improving its AI to determine when a loved one has passed away to prevent Facebook from sending users reminders to tell loved ones who have passed happy birthday or to reconnect that they get invited to a party. Facebook hasn't specified what signals the AI will be using to determine if someone has passed, but up until this point, Facebook didn't know unless they were actually told by friends or family who provided proof of death. Facebook is introducing a new factor that it calls click gap into its newsfeed algorithm. So click gap is going to be used to filter out low quality content from the news feeds by looking to see how many inbound and outbound links a domain has seen 
if Facebook clicks are generating a disproportionate amount of clicks. So, so if a domain is getting a disproportionate number of clips, it may clicks, it may be a signal that the website is doing better on the newsfeed than it should be based on its low performance on the web overall. So essentially, if content is performing well, but just on Facebook, it's probably bad content. TikTok is testing the ability for brands running ads on the platform to let users shop from within the TikTok app. Users tap shop now within the unit to be taken to a microsite experience that lets them view, browse, and shop for products without leaving the TikTok experience. Facebook's launched a new inventory filter to allow brands to have a better understanding of what content their ads will appear next to within instant articles and audience network in-stream videos. The categories advertisers can choose from are limited, standard, and full. So breaking those down, limited is the greatest level of protection. It prevents any ads from being placed next to even something like bad language. Standard, it's a higher level of moderation, and full offers offers, uh, full protection. Uh, offers a little protection. Sorry. Uh, limited is the greatest level of protection. Standard is a, is a more of a medium level of moderation and full offers little. iTunes, as we know it, may be on the way out. A tweet from an iPhone app developer stated that in the next version of macOS, iTunes will be broken up into separate apps for music, TV, and podcasts. It does have questions, however, around how, how syncing is going to work for users who likely do that locally and who like to do that locally instead of through the iCloud. Uber, they have filed to go public a month after their smaller competitor Lyft went public. That's been there's been speculation that Uber will be able to reach a $100 billion valuation, but Uber hasn't disclosed what it's seeking in its filing. And lastly, Disney has provided details on its new streaming service, Disney Plus. It's going to go live in November on November 12th for $6.99 per month. Super competitive pricing. Subscribers, they'll be able to access Disney's library of content, including classic films, Marvel films, Star Wars content, Pixar movies. It's going to be getting several Fox shows like The Simpsons. Exclusive shows and movies are also in the works for the service. All right, that is it for episode 359 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments, let me know what you like, let me know what you don't like to Brave Ad World at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think, and it helps others find the podcast. I'm always found on Twitter at twigert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. You can also find my personal thoughts and insight on marketing at braveadworld.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.